Hey tribe, welcome to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. Now, here at Word Up, we host a number of different podcast series, including Words Are Matter, Planetary Service Announcements, Witchy Life Hacks, The Conscious Awesome Show with my amazing co-host, Justin Polgar. It's where we play Spot the Propaganda together, and it's where we have high-vibe, deep-diving conversations with amazing humans. So be sure to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for this week's episode. Do you identify as an introvert? Or do you identify as an extrovert? Or do you maybe identify as a little of both? Or do you have no idea what I'm talking about? (laughs) In today's Conscious Awesome show, Justin, an extrovert, and I, an introvert, compare and contrast introversion and extroversion. Before we hop into the episode, I'm here to remind you to subscribe to this podcast, not just so you can follow the Conscious Awesome show, but, and also you can follow my Every Word Up podcast offering as well. I encourage you to stock up on adaptogenic, medicinal mushroom infused, high vibe, wild crafted, delicious chocolate at yescacao.com and to download one of my favorite webinars, Word Up, How to Empower Yourself and the World with Your Every Word. It's a really rock solid entry point into quantum languaging and a way to expand and deepen your understanding of how language functions to create reality and how words can be used to disempower, enslave, and divide, and how you can use your words to uplift, empower, inspire, and unify our Earth family. It's available now, digital download. Click through the link in our show notes to nab it immediately. And enjoy today's show. Yes, 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 yes. Five yeses today. Welcome to the Conscious Awesome Show. It's not just about feeling awesome and putting sparkles and wearing unicorn underwear. It's not about that. It's actually about the awesomeness of consciousness, which is sometimes so awe, like, wow, wow, that it transcends a specific emotional experience, any kind of, uh, you know, this is how it should be done or supposed to. Conscious awesome is about letting it roll off the cuff in alignment, totally in tune with the transparency and honesty of our soul, mission, purpose, pure pose. Welcome to today's show. That's just where we're at today. Hello, Danny Katz, co-host Danny Katz. That's me. Fresh off the coattails of your solar return, birth anniversary, and Justin Polgar, I'm your other host. There's more. There's actually more co-hosting going on if we take into account the councils of our consciousness, guides, and such. But let's keep it 3D, keep it simple, just a little bit here, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, DK, can I inquire about, um, not only about your celebratory return of your solarness, your birthday, what do you prefer? What's your, how do you like to talk to speak to the timestamp called January 21st? January 21st is a global holiday. We celebrate the where the entire cosmos celebrates my soul's choice to return to this plane, and it's also how we ring in Aquarius season. What do I call it? Do I call it a solar return or a birthday? They're all. I welcome them all. I also. That's kind of how I roll. It's exactly how I roll. However, people want to adorn me with praise, I'm down. Yeah, I'm also, and this is sort of uh, relatively new in the past few years, I'm big on um, inviting birthday blessing and letting people know that it's my birthday because it's the one day of the year where like people will 
so consistently offer blessings and well wishes and I, I take those to, to be very meaningful, to have a lot of mojo. So I'm that person who's like, hey, it's my birthday. <laughs> Let the announcements flow. That's yeah. not even a, that's a, that's, what's the reframe for a shameless promotion? A promotion? A, an exuberant promotion? A, praise, a, totally a praiseworthy alive. promotion? It's an opportunity for praise. Yeah, I, I love those. Praise freely. That's how we like to roll in yes land. Totally. I um, I love that. I love that. That feels very appropriate. Can I'm gonna on air, as we are here. I, I don't know if we're on air. I mean, we're on air. We're breathing. Thank God. Thank God. Thank oxygen. I have uh, been taught. I was learned recently by a fellow chocolate maker, Brian Wallace, owner of Endorphin Chocolates, excellent chocolate. Um, a new birthday song, and you think that you've heard like most of the birthday songs which is probably true, but there's one sneaking up that's really good. I'm going to sing it to you right now. Hoppy birdie to you. Hoppy birdie to you. Is the good Hoppy birdie. Dear Danny. Hoppy birdie to you. I'm really into it. I like gesticular it. celebration. I, yeah, I like that it's a full body. Thank you very much for the serenade. I mean, I'm feeling a little embarrassed by that. Really? You, yeah, you that's awesome. It. it got a little muffled on the deer part, I, so I didn't actually see the deer. So, will you say something so that our, our audience can uh, see you do it? Deer. This is the deer move. Sahapi birdie. Dear, it's, really? it's rare that I get embarrassed or and kind of, like I felt flushed, like I was doing a silly dance. Well, I feel it's interesting because I feel like singing "Happy Birthday" and being sung "Happy Birthday" is always embarrassing across the board. That's pretty right on. It's kind of the incentive to do it, actually. I feel like it's kind of it's a frequency that's in, embedded in it because this was a new version, which was a little bit shorter. It's just you to me, but I feel like there's some some sort of coding in the birthday song, whether we're offering or receiving, that just vibrates at the frequency of embarrassment. Do you think it has to do with the time, like the, the how we have in, indoctrinated into our culture, this kind, this like aging, we're celebrating, but we're also, is it okay to be aging? You know, that, that kind of conversation that. that happens? I hadn't made that connection before because I'm just thinking of even when I was a kid, it was embarrassing to receive and to sing it. I don't feel Is it that. just being put on the spot? I think it's being put on the spot, but then I also wonder why is it embarrassing to sing it to someone else? I'm always embarrassed when I sing happy birthday to someone else. Even if there's a room full of 200 people, I find it embarrassing. Yeah, there's kind of this looking around. Is everyone else also doing this? Okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah, and I also That's think- so strange. Where's the root so, of that? Maybe because it's so rote, like it's so, because sometimes I will, you know, in a room maybe say something and this will ultimately fold into our today's show, but like, I don't generally get embarrassed or shy to, to speak to a room or to sing with other people. There's just something about that particular song. Or, or, or all the variations of it. Yeah, there's, uh, I, I, I'm resonant with what you're, this is something I'm experiencing too. I wonder if this is not just the two of us, maybe other human beings. I'm kind of feeling, I would bet that other feelings, other human beings have these feelings and yeah. other feelings have these human beings also. I was singing to myself, the happy birthday to me happy birthday to me and i was doing that all day and i wasn't embarrassed that felt great <laughs> so there's in the sharing of it maybe. is it being witnessed i think Something that about being witnessed in our silliness yeah maybe hmm. we're all being invited to claim the full body of our of our praising in the birthday zone. And also just the performer 
It's just part of being a human being, more so for some than others, which brings us to our topic today. We're going to talk about introverts and extroverts. Introverts and, and extroverts. Introverts, extroverts. A bunch of verts. We're talking about verts here. I bet we're probably going to touch on subverts. Just saying. Ooh, you know I didn't even see that coming in. I love that. This is all fresh. I feel like we are very aligned to speak about this because I identify. You're an extrovert and I'm an introvert. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's such, an, it's such an extrovert thing to do. Let me call you out into your, right. into your bravery. Right. Yeah, let's speak, let's speak to this. I think, um, I think this is something we can all actually feel into. And I think there's a, there's a spectrum, like with most things, there's a spectrum. Um, and we're not relegated. I'm going to start this disclaimer. Uh, we're not relegated to being an extrovert or a introvert all the time. There's just more dominance in certain. And I think also geographies bring this about. I think certain communities. There's. It's very interesting. There's. There are places, and I wonder where you feel more or less introverted or extroverted. And just to be clear, Danny's, Danny's the introvert here. <laughs> I'm definitely the introvert, though a lot of people think I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Um, when you said that about geography, what popped into mind was Iceland. Are you a badass extrovert in Iceland? No, but I feel like it's a land of introversion, and I feel more, uh, I feel more permission to be an introvert. And, and like I've had the vision of writing a book there, where like I just want to go there and hole up and just really introvert out. <laughs> there's a, also an assumption and I, I have this assumption that in the the depth and the purity of the introvert experience is where all the gems are it's where all the spiritual gems are it's where we can garner this the wisdom and then maybe bring it forth but it doesn't matter once we're in here and we have our introvert gem this is an extrovert projecting well, I'm okay. I'm so intrigued by this because you're someone who, from my perspective, holds a lot of wisdom. So through that lens with this narrative, how do you, as a self-identified extrovert, cultivate and gather that? Well, actually, I like to let go of the wisdom as much as possible. Seems like it's, 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 I just like to let it go, let through. Just let it through. If it comes through, beautiful. And I actually, I find, even though what I just said about how there's an idea that in, inside the introvert, there's some gem. If I take it, if I go into my, and I go and I hole up and I write in Iceland or, or in Guatemala or on some island in the middle of the Caribbean, and I just kind of go in and I just write. Those more extroverts It feels that way. You, you just got garbled, so it was, I heard the, the preface, if you were to go inside, and then I didn't hear the other piece. Uh, to go inside as an introvert and find these gems is a program that I have, and I, it's an idea. My personal experience is that I, the wisdom come through, comes through when I'm in my pure extrovert. If I'm in a one-on-one -on -one or one-on-ten or one-on-hundred conversation where I'm just speaking and I let my full extrovert come through, that's when things come through that are not my mind thinking to say this and then I say it. It's more what is, what is, it's more of a, hmm, I, I don't, I'm feeling, I'm feeling inclined to say it's, it's like a God tongue kind of space. It's like a God tongue where you just are less in control. It's not my humanity. It's not my ego. It's not me saying things so much as just allowing the connection of the human to human spark some kind of energy vacuum that goes and it comes out. And is this the same wisdom to which you're referring when you say that you imagine that uh, the, the wisdom that one acts through deep introversion? Are these, this, are these the same quality? I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I haven't really had that much introversion space. 
I wasn't even really like alone to the place where I was like, oh, this is what it's like to be alone until I was like 25 years old. Just with having brothers and family and friends and just like, I just didn't know, I didn't even know how to carve out the space for me being alone. Aside from having some memories of being a teenager and just like listening to Stone Temple Pilots, like alone in my room and just like feeling the full reorganization of my hormones. I mean, you know, it was like Stone Temple Pilots to like Smashing Pumpkins, Soundgarden and like this. Such a great, Your grunge face. So grunge. And, in, you know, there was an internal, there was an attempt, but it, well, I wasn't really alone. I was, that didn't feel introverted, not intentionally at least. Well, also, we might be wise to define our terms. Um, Good idea. Because as an introvert, I can, I can engage people very well and also seem very outgoing. It just exhausts me. I think that's what actually where the, the defining feature of an introvert and extrovert is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have Zoe also. Zoe is an introvert that appears extroverted. Mm-hmm. I think you're the same way where you can show up and sparkle and, you know, impress. You can do that. But actually where your batteries recharge is in your solitude. Mm-hmm. For me, as an extrovert, my batteries recharge. Human beings, other people are my battery. So I can be out and speaking to people. I'm not being depleted. I'm just being, I'm just getting more energy. That's like when I go to a festival and I have a chocolate booth. God, these are some really good days. I have a chocolate booth and I would open up, you know, start chatting up with people and selling chocolate and making cacao elixirs at like nine o'clock in the morning, maybe earlier. And I would just go and go and go and like not even remember that I'm supposed to eat or anything. I'm just like drinking water, eating chocolate, blah, 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 blah. And then 14 hours later, I'm like still ready to roll. I Like I've been charged on people as they come in. The, the human currency and magic of a conversation sparks and opens up something within my channels that just is this almost endless energy flow. I, it's a cool thing. I'm, I'm grateful to have that. And it do, I do have a deep curiosity about like well what's what's in the recharge of the introvert what's in that like what are you doing when you're so quiet alone why like how is that charging you what are you doing Uh, it's so funny how we're wired so differently because I like it's come to the point where I'm managing my introversion where I can have maybe two deep drop-ins a day and that's it no more or there's nothing left for me and I'll be out in a gathering and having a good time but there's this aspect of me that cannot wait to get home and just reconnect with myself and my own energy it's like there's my internal landscape is my comfort zone so when I'm out and just giving also because I'm I wonder how many introverts are also very empathic and like transpersonally empathic. Because when I'm in a space where there are multiple humans, like I'm tracking everyone and it's exhausting the whole time. So when I, like when I'm with myself, I don't wanna do anything. Like I went to the hot springs by myself Monday and I went to the hot springs with a friend. Yes, (laughs) thank you. I'm applauding. and I, and, and a friend said, you go to the hot springs by yourself. And she was so shocked. She's like, you're such a badass." And I'm like, I, it's my preference. Like I, I like going by myself. Cause I just go, it's like in a trance space and the deeper I go and the less external stimulation there is to manage, I can go deeper. I can go more multidimensional. Like there's so much happening on an internal plane. When I went yesterday with my girlfriend, who she's amazing and she's very extroverted and very talkative, it's it's literally exhausting. It's exhausting. I, I, I came back from the hot springs exhausted because of the, just the output in engaging. Is that in conversation and such? Mm-hmm. That's because of conversation? Yeah. What about being with an extrovert that's not conversing? Just being that that's that's better for me it's rare but I also have 
Like there's a little piece of me, I'm very cat-like as an introvert. Like if someone wants my attention, I don't want to give it to them. You know, like they need to come at me like sideways, look at me out of the corner of their eye. So there's a part of me that really has my guard up with extroverts because I know they want my energy. I know they're feeding off of that. So I want them, when I see people who are really demonstratively or demonstrably extroverted, I just want them to stay away from me. <laughs> So fascinating. And I, I, <clears throat> I will say that today, according to a calendar that we have at our house, we used to have, <clears throat> excuse me, we used to have Danny Katz's amazing calendar for coloring, which we will have again at some point. So much fun. Right now we have a holidays calendar. And today is answer your cat's question day. Yesterday was national, uh, international sweatpants day. Which is cool. No, it's not cool on my birthday. That's a terrible holiday. Sweatpants? Such deep comfort. It's so introverted. I feel, I don't know. I just keep thinking of Seinfeld where it's like you've given up. You, you've given up on, if you're, if you're wearing sweatpants in the day during the week as a grown-up, you've given up. What does that say about our culture right now? <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about all these people. Everything. Who is everybody on their Zoom calls that are wearing like some kind of nice shirt on the top and sweatpants on the bottom? Totally. We've all given up. Yeah. That's actually, a, that's kind of profound at the moment. I've, I've gone, oh wait, I will say, I don't want to sign on to that because I said, yeah, I've gone the opposite. And since the fake, it's not lockdown, what is it? House arrest? Like tyranny? Mm -hmm. um, I've taken to dressing more. And like really putting you, more effort. You're doing an amazing job. You know, I know in one of your videos that you released a couple of days ago, you did like a full walk through, you know, you did like a nice show off of your content. I think I'm going to request that right here. Maybe uh, speak so that, give us a little rundown of this amazing, I can see you. But it's not on the screen. This is my new Melissa Titel caftan. I'll give you a pivot like a full Naomi pivot. Melissa Titel, incredibly talented artist, is making these beautiful caftans, which can be yours. Did you say linen? Linen! Linen! That's phenomenal. Thanks for asking. That makes me want to dress up for not only digital interactions, but in-person ones too. As I'm extroverting around the world, I would like to, or, you know, around town, since I haven't been going around the world a whole lot recently. I keep getting like, maybe not. Pause. I keep getting the pause. The pause on the travel? Yes. Yeah, st stay local here. Just be here. I'm waiting for a full yes. This hasn't happened yet. And yeah. You know me, I like my full yeses in order to move forward on projects and adventures. I'm also a fan of the full yes. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck. Yeah. I do seem to dress like an extrovert, which I've noticed is a little confusing for how I'm received because I don't actually want attention when I'm out in the world, but I also am a very, I do what I want, I wear what I want, and my clothes are kind of loud. Oh, so loud is, so there's an extrovert style, like a fashion called extrovert. I think, like, look at what you're wearing now. You're wearing the cosmos, like psychedelic cosmos. Say something so we can see your awesome. I am inviting you into space. Yes. See, I would see that and assume, although you know what, now that I'm thinking about that, maybe that's not a, it's not the right connection that I'm making. This is no. mostly a vacuum. I mean, I like to call this out. People say, how are you? And I'm wearing this sweatshirt. I always say, spacious. So, <laughs> it's exactly like that. And, and except sometimes people are just really not listening for a response. They're just courtesy asking how I'm doing. Right, they don't really care. <laughs> no, but that's even funny to me sometimes because I'm an extrovert. I can translate people's whatever the fuck they're doing into energy for myself if I'm being really on it, which I am. And so I'll say spacious. And then they go like, oh, that's really good. Like, wow, it's really cool. And, it, and then I'll go, it's mostly a vacuum. <laughs> and, that usually, and then that usually goes. I get it. Most of the times, because the way I'm delivering it. But what does get it mean? To really remember that this whole thing is a vacuum? 
That's enough to get you to like pause in a very deep way. Well, it's interesting when you say that because I'm, <laughs> I'm at the place where I just don't believe anything I've been taught or any established knowledge. So I don't even know that space really is a vacuum because the same Western scientists that have told us, you know, that aspartame is safe are, are the ones telling us that space is a vacuum. I don't In know. all fairness, it's a different department. It's different what? It's a different department. I don't know. Is it? Who funded? I think who, the aspartame. Who said that space is a vacuum? NASA? Because NASA is a big fat na Nazi front. Yeah, fuck those guys. Okay, hold on. I'm going to look up. And this when is, did we I'm figure out that space that was a space vacuum? isn't a vacuum. I'm just saying I believe nothing anymore. <laughs> I, I seriously, I question it. I mean, I was having a conversation yesterday with the lovely Lily Stern mm -hmm. about racism. And it's just such a juicy conversation because there's so many assumptions in it. And then there's personal experience and then there's assumptions and then there's that space between it, it was a really, it was a fascinating conversation. I'm excited to get back into it. Um, See, oh, yeah, that right the assumptions. There. I, I let that, them go. But that right there, you said you, as an extrovert, you said, I'm excited to get back into that. And as you were talking, I'm like, this conversation sounds exhausting and horrible. And, and like one that I really don't ever want to have. <laughs> Yeah, see, like that that kind of a thing. And I'm also a Gemini. I'm double Gemini. So I'm like right. an extrovert with cherry, two cherries on top. Right. Two cherries on top. I mean, I also feel like when um, it comes to racism, like the definition has become so flimsy as to what that means. And to have a conversation about racism with an iGen person, I'd rather drive nails through my temples personally. Honestly, if people are willing to have a conversation with me, I get so excited because there's a lot of there's a lot of conversations I want to have that are not so available. I'm sure our audience here is just full of awesome, open people that would be down for conversations, especially you extroverted ones who would be interested in having you know, just to have a better texture and understanding. It's not like we're going to get to the end or get to some answer. I'm really, you know, the extrovert is in this deep curiosity about the, I guess, the external world. No. Are you kidding me? You have a deep curiosity about the external world. But I, I'm sure there are plenty of closed-minded extroverts who are just feeding off of attention, but think that their dumb, more... limited indoctrination mm -hmm. is the truth. Oh, I don't. Th I don't think right. we can make that. I mean, like yes. extroverts are open and curious. No, Unless no, you no, know no. something that's that I don't. What is? Are what generalities can we sweep away and speak? What truths can we know about the extrovert? They need a lot of attention. I don't. I. Don't, I see extroverts as not self-sustaining. They need to take from other people, which, as an Aquarius and an introvert, just repels me. I mean, I hear what you're saying. From my, I don't feel like I'm taking from other people because I actually feel like I'm giving, right? Well, so there's this feeling of wait, yeah. hold on, hold on. I'm giving. Now it's on you of whether you want to take that giving. How interesting though that it gets inverted, where I think I'm giving. I am. I'm giving my energy. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting the other to, I'm wanting to fill people's cup. I want people to have a more filled cup after our conversation than before. Same thing when people walk into the chocolate shop, I want them to feel better when they leave than when they entered. Same kind of a thing. I'm, I'm interested in the value add. Yeah, I hear that. And I, that resin you're so generous and i definitely see that of you and i guess what is stuck in my mind is this guy at dance who just wants everyone's attention and is always trying to dance with me and is always trying to get my attention and it annoys me and so i feel like i'm projecting that singular experience onto extroverts as a whole unfairly and i also just want to say as far as your openness to having the racism conversation, I admire that. And I think that's closer to the truth. It happens to be that the person you mentioned has called me a racist before. So given that that, that 
that particular um, bit that you shared, I, I feel like I'm conflating that with this person, but I also would like to amend my statement and choose to stay open to discussing these things with open-minded people who are willing to have the conversations. I've actually softened when people call me racist. I don't take it as a bad thing anymore. Because if I am a racist, then it, mu it can be okay. Right. It, that is a really Then it can be okay. Right. I like, do people call you racist? I've been called racist a couple of times. More recently, more often, more recently, just based I, on a opinion or two. But if, the, if my opinions about uplifting humanity and giving people opportunities to be in right use of will and lift up themselves and their communities and find value in family and push back against um, tyranny. If that is racist, then I don't think it's such a bad thing. I also just think that that's weaponized language. And so if someone, I can feel if someone is saying racist, like, oh, you, you're a racist then, or you are associating with racists. You're like, I, you're associating with racists. Then I'm like, either you're assumptioning to your own demise, or and maybe you want a conversation about it, but um, you, you're wrong. <laughs> either you're wrong or it's okay to be a racist. Cause I just, I know, I just know. And I think that there's also a difference between uh, having discernment or, you know, each person is their own individual. I mean, you know, this is a different topic and I'm sure that the introvert or the extrovert is going to view this differently. Okay. I just want to, before we leave this topic, since we are jumping around, I, I like that framing. And anytime I'm called a racist, like I'm never triggered. It doesn't land because it's so absurd, you know, like I know myself, so that's ridiculous. But I was just reading a book about um, Albert Hoffman and sort of his association with the Nazis back in like the forties. And they were talking about his associations with Nazis and fascists and they kept using the word racist and racism. And through my lens of 2021, I just kept thinking, I don't know what this means. Like, I don't know what you're talking about because that word no longer means anything. Do you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't landing in a book that was talking about, you know, 80 years ago because that, like you said, weaponized language, that word has just come to mean God knows what. Wait, what is, what is the word again? Racism. Right. And, you know, it's funny because I, I almost, I heard you say that, but then I remembered... Um, hearing recently that fascist now just means mean person. It doesn't have I anything. Means, I thought it means um, Democrat. <laughs> I think it means, uh, but if you're going to call someone, it seems like the way that the, it's used right now, if you're going to call someone a fascist, you're really just saying you're a mean person. Or even just, I don't like your personality. I find your personality distasteful. Which is yeah. dangerous because once we, then how are you, how do we recognize when we see real fascism? Well, we're living in it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a fish in a bowl. I mean, not really, but really. But well, yeah. really as far as corporate control, like the, the definition of fascism is when the corporations rule. We are living in an oligarchy, but again, not to take us too off track. I'm curious because you're married to an introvert. So how yeah. does that work, extrovert-introvert partnership? Uh, I'm going to jump into that as soon as I let you and our audience and myself know about when humans discovered the vacuum. That space is a vacuum because I do oh, want to tag vacuum. vacuum? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to read the little thing here. I'm not going to read the Wikipedia because I just don't feel like that's appropriate. So I wouldn't subject you to that. Uh, it says here, it was only much later that Galileo measured air weight and suggested that the existence of a vacuum can be tested in an experiment. One year after Galileo's death in 1643, his assistant, Torricelli, Torricelli, T-O-R-R-I-C-E-L-L-I, -L -L an Italian bloke, his assistant, Torelli, Tor Torricelli, famously gave the experimental proof he suggested that Galileo suggested and invented the barometer to measure atmospheric pressure. Okay. 
that's uh, it doesn't say that space space is a vacuum so much. It just says that there's pressure. The what's creating the pressure. Okay. okay. So I just want to clarify. I don't even know what space is a vacuum means. Like I, I don't understand. Does that mean a vacuum like a vacuum cleaner? Like it sucks. I'm not cleaner. sure what that means. That means God is a vacuum cleaner. But I also know that not a Dyson. When we're measuring the cosmos, we're only using our third dimensional brains and our third dimensional tools. So I think what might appear to be a vacuum here isn't necessarily what it is. I don't know. I just am becoming more and more attuned to the limitations of how we perceive in this dimension. And when we attempt to map space and the cosmos and say it's this, with our little monkey tools and our little monkey brains. I'm it's just cute. very suspicious. Yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> it's cute. It's adorable. Um, okay, so I, I do wanna have, I think that this could be another episode where we talk about the glorified assumptions that we make from the human perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and I would like to, to jump into the, de the deep balance of being married to an introvert that appears extroverted. As my wife Zoe is, an introvert. She needs quiet time. She needs her time. And I need extroverted time. I need like people time and connection, social connection. Um, and we're ha we have a family of two children now, which is both and neither of those, right? Because we have a lot more time where it's just us, just the four of us, which which it fills a certain type of introvertedness, but it's still a lot of output. So yeah. for Zoe, she still, she needs like her time. So, you know, I'll like be with the children for as, you know, a couple of hours, or if there's a bottle present, which we've been discussing, then maybe she can get like three or four hours. I also need social time. So like last night I went to my men's group, sat around the fire with six guys had connection, had social sharing, and that fills up. Fills up going to the men's group, and that socialness. So it's about recognizing. I think that's the only way that it really works. Is let's let's give each other the opportunities to fill up our batteries. Because if I only if I don't get any social time, I'm not going to be as present. I'm not going to have as much energy on the home front. And Zoe, if she doesn't get some alone time where she can just like take a bath and just be in her own zone, then she's not able to be showing up. So it's about opening the space for each other. And actually, I was really resistant to this particular thing because I, I would be going to my men's group and Zoe would be like, I am a like I am. I'm making sure the house is okay so that you can go do this thing. Like I'm letting you do this. Like there was this kind of vibe like this. And I was like, I don't like that. I don't like that. It just feels extra, like an extra layer of like, it's not like you're like, I'm taking this for myself because I know that I need it. Right. And then I also see there's some layer with that where I, it's, she's almost telling me what she needs. She is. She's telling me what she needs where I have to give her and say like, you go do your thing. I'm telling you to get the fuck out of the house and go do your thing. I am going to hold the home. And in some ways, even though I'm not saying this, like I'm doing this for like, I'm doing this so you can do this. Like you wouldn't be able to do this unless I did this, you know, it's just extra layers kind of from my perspective and from like a right use of will perspective where it's like just share the thing that you need if it's available to be had then that can organize around that it's not just so you know it's not so tit for tat kind of a thing right quid pro quo quid pro quo it's not pro quo yeah talk about words getting a little too much uh well, and is that negotiation, do you see that as related to the introvert extrovert thing or is that a separate sort of? I, I think that that's a, a little more of a right use of will thing, but I think that there's a pro, there's like a, 
there's projections that happen because I think introverts think they know how an extrovert is in the same way that extroverts think they know how an introvert is. And really, let's be honest, we don't know what that's like. Like, I don't, that's a very foreign concept. Even though now at this point in my life, I have had quietude and I've had my own space and I've felt what it's like to have, it's a different set of batteries being recharged. Mm -hmm. I just don't use those batteries to go out into the world. It's a very different set of batteries. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. I, I think I was relating to what you were saying about, you know, you want to give and you want to, you know, for people to leave an interaction with you with more than they came and there is a generosity to it. And I feel like I'm wired similar, similarly, not definitely not the same, but oftentimes I'll be in a, a group situation and I'll see what, what the collective could use, right? Like what would help or what, you know, I'm thinking of like in dance class um, back when we used to have those and my dance teacher would sometimes, this actually happened a lot where she'd be like, should we go across the floor or should we do X, Y, Z? And it would just be like the class was in this holding pattern because she sometimes gets confused between these A's and B's. So I knew like, it didn't matter what the answer was, the class just needed to move forward. So then I would take it upon myself to be like, let's go across the floor or let's do whatever. And so a lot of times I find myself like wanting to be of service to the cohesion or the harmony of the collective, but then sometimes to my detriment where then I'll be behaving like an extrovert for, for what I'm seeing as the benefit of the group, but I'm leaving drained or exhausted. Are you being an extrovert or are you being an introvert leader? Oh, that's interesting. Is that an established thing or did you just birth that? I birthed it. Oh yeah, I did it. But I think I know that there are introvert leaders in the same way that not everyone's a type A. It's not like you have to be a type A to be successful. Well, I mean, I think it's definitely being an introvert leader and the difference is, you know, you've heard me do this, you know, have my own misgivings about leading things when I lead workshops or I'm doing the salon series, it always exhausts me to the core and I'm called to do it. Like I know that it's a line for me to do it, but my sense is when you're doing things like that, you're not getting tired from them. They're not draining you. They're feeding you. I mean, yeah, generally, yes. Generally, yes, I would say. It's not like I never get tired. It really depends on the quality of the interaction and the space being held. Right. You know, what's coming up for me is as I'm, I'm imagining the introvert is where, where is the limit of the introvert as far as spatially, spatially. So if you're going to be with yourself, but the self is a little bit of an illusion and from a meta perspective, like, could you, could you expand into being a communal introvert or a nation introvert or a planetary introvert where it's like, you're still within your being, you know, I'm just curious about that. Yes. And it is also my goal, you know, like I definitely, um, hold that for myself to be able to maintain to find that right balance. And I think sometimes for me as an introvert, I think I can definitely indulge and take it too far and, and, you know, just want people to be very far away. And so now I'm making, you know, more steps, like choosing to live in a, you know, at a casita that's attached to a house with a family. That was a conscious decision of like, I want to get used to there being noise that I'm not controlling. I want to get used to, um, saying hello and greeting other humans around my home. You know, like I, I definitely hold that vision for myself and it's, um, like it's take, I'm, I'm cultivating that. It's not, it doesn't come naturally, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm learning that, but at the same, oh, sorry, go ahead. That's excellent that you're, you find your edge to push on. Yeah. And also seeing where, and I don't know if other introverts have this, but where I can be very stingy with my energy and feeling like too pulled upon and too many people are asking stuff of me. And I've witnessed this when I'm in conversations with people and I'll kind of withhold 
my authentic engagement, not my presence per se, but like, I just don't want to give that much. And I've, I'm recently noticing, like, I want to shift that. Like, I want to be more generous and just trust that I'll replenish when it's time to replenish. So it's, yeah, I'm learning. Where, where is the abundance in the introvert and where is the lack in the extrovert? I mean, I would say, okay, I'm just off the cuff. I would say the lack is being self-sustaining and the lack in the introvert is like that comfort with solitude. The abundance of the introvert. Okay, so I was speaking to the extrovert part, but I think the abundance of the introvert is how how much is available in solitude, like how, how much we are fueled by ourselves. All right, there's like natural laws of abundance that I'm, I'm in my quest to understand the introvert, you know, you being my bestie and you're an introvert and my wife is an introvert. I'm surrounded by actually a variety of humans, but I have, you know, deep relationships with people who I do want to understand like, uh, and it, it serves me and it serves the other person to know what the person needs and to be able to recognize when more extrovert is not the answer. You know, being dynamic is very important. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And and how does that work into the laws of, you know, abundance is a law of nature where there's, there's always enough. There's always enough. Like how does that play into the introvert conversation? It's a really good question. And so here's a a few things are coming to mind. One is, um, when I'm when I have a day where I'm out and I'm generating a lot, it I I want to say that I miss myself, but it's like I feel ungrounded. Like I feel a little bit um, discombobulated and destabilized because I haven't like checked back into home base and reconnected. So I'll, it's a little frazzling for me because I'm. I think my inner space is my my like home base, my true north. So when I'm away for it too long, I just feel a little bit uncomfortable and like not sure where the ground is. Also, because I'm an air sign, so I'm like super Mm -hmm. Aquarius. Um, So I think that's a piece where I just feel ungrounded and unstable when I don't have that time to drop in with myself. And then the other piece, which I really tapped into at the hot springs on Monday, because this particular hot springs I've only been to with other people. So this was my first time at this particular hot springs by myself. And I set myself up in a pool and I literally didn't move for five hours. And I noticed in the momentum of just being with myself and being silent, it was exponential, the value, the healing, the replenishment, the nourishment, like the longer that I had with myself, the benefits were exponentially um, accumulating. I mean, it's obvious. You look amazing for a 65-year-old. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there's there. I see that. I mean, that's that's something that I witness in in the the multitude of benefits that really do come from the solitude. Like, does I mean, Zoe have that when she doesn't have that time to herself? Does she have that? Like, yeah, I don't. I just get anxious. Yeah, there's a there's like a, a distance from home, and like I need a, I need I need a reset. I need to find my my zone. I don't even know how to like, I don't know how to judge or kind of polarize things where I'm at because I I need to be in the home. And so I'm thinking for the extrovert, where you know, I have that center that I like to come to, but I all and I also I just find home wherever my mind decides it is so when you're when you're by yourself right and you haven't been socializing what are you experiencing when you hit that place you know where zoe's like okay i'm letting you go you have to do this thing like what is that where you where you know you need to go socialize uh it feels kind of in a, uh, a little bit of a suffocation, not suffocation, but like a claustrophobic kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. 
there's like a, there's an, an, it's like a need to diversify. It's a need for variety. And this could just be also very Gemini characteristics that are coming through. But there is this, uh, there, and it's different because I, I recognize too, in the time of solitude between like leaving house and arriving at social event, there's a lot of value in that social collecting time too, right? Because when I'm at home, I'm not necessarily in my solitude and fill up my cup solely. Not like I'm just like, allow Orion to just be squishing his sister's face. That's okay. No, it's not actually okay because now he's slapping her in the face. Okay, okay. You know, because he loves her. He's like, it's such a smushy thing. You know, <laughs> it's such a... Very of mice and men. It has a, yeah. yeah there's a coordination <laughs> There's a coordination piece there. Right. You just, you have um, to use the little chicky example. Oh, that's right. Oh, the chickies are gone though. Oh. You know, the chickies, when we had to evac evacuate, and then some, the chickies got left outside. Okay. I didn't do it. Though it was, <laughs> it was a, it was a, too many people were in charge of the chickies and it fell through the cracks. Everyone thought the other person wasn't communicated. Right. Yeah. We had already a mourning process for it. Mm. And it's chickies. It's okay. This happens. Nature. Yeah. Learning. Yeah. Anyways, Orion's mushy face. When I'm at home, I don't necessarily have that like deep fill the cup thing. Though I you know, when everyone goes to sleep and then I have like a few hours at night, if I choose to take that to not go to sleep and I want to like go sit in the hot tub or go take a walk or like do the dishes with no stimulus, you know, where I'm not like listening to something. I'm just like doing the dishes and feeling the water on my hands and just so like that. Those are the little segments of like fill up my cup that I'll get when yeah. I get in the car to go to a social there's like a different, it's almost like that where I'm like, oh, I'm by myself here. I, you know, it, it's an interesting thing to express, especially being extrovert. I feel like I'm generally really good at expressing these things. You're it's really the, good now too. My, thank you. Um, my desire and my need. Yeah, there's kind of like when my batteries feel like they're getting lower and there's this like, I need to do this before I go out. If I lose all my energy, I'm going to be of no use to anybody. And I think I've had some battery drained. And then usually that's when I'll like have to like, you know, right now, for example, just a few days ago, I said four or five days ago, I, I basically, I just basically got attacked by parasites five days ago. And so up until like last night, even today, still like my, the entirety of my hips, my whole pelvic, um, my pelvic bone and all the joints and everything on the edges are all like claws and teeth and burning at the same time. And like, so moving and or like stretching is so painful. Um, but I did do uh, some protocols the last few days, which have alleviated probably 80% of it. So I'm on a good roll. Good. I'm sorry I'm to hear that you've been in pain. I'm also sorry to hear this. And I know that it's my body saying like, hey, like you got to find some balance. Mm -hmm. I've actually, I feel like I've been getting a good amount of balance of the social and the, uh, of the extrovert. But I actually, I think I needed more quiet Justin solo time. It's interesting because I noticed you said you felt like when you have that inclination where you know you need to socialize, you feel like you're claustrophobic a little bit, which is how I feel when I know I need to come back to myself and recharge. So it feels like like that edge where the introverts and the extroverts have are you know have reached their the limit. It seems like it's the same. One issue that I've had, because like I said, I do have these extroverted tendencies. What has been a little bit challenging about um, the forced house arrest was that as a writer who spends most of my day by myself and working in solitude, I used to fill up by going like to the health food store 
or to improv class or to dance, but like the health food store was really kind of the best place. And I feel like there's kind of a rotating cast of characters who are like me, where like I can drop in, be, be outgoing and extroverted for the 20 minutes that I'm there and talk to strangers and have a good time. And that's all the socializing that I need. And that, that's been really good for me. And then since forced house arrest, without that, it's more planned conversations or planned one-on-one -on -one things, which I find take a lot more energy than I'm used to, to giving. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Well, the spontaneity has its own currency. Well, and it was also like socializing light, like the stakes are pretty low. Not that much is expected. We're not going that deep. Even if we do go deep, it's for five minutes. You know, it's, a, it's just a different um, requirement of like attention and focus and all of those things. Because when I do show up for my conversations or show up to socialize, like I'm very present. I'm very, you know, I really want to be there with them. And it just takes a lot. Yeah, you, you just got to know your 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 Tao and your balance and that perfect amount to give and then what you need that because there's an amount there's an amount there's an amount there's a temperature on the faucet that's perfect yeah it's like a little bit of this and a little bit of that and you're like okay i got my cup filled if i go further it's gonna start taking away there's certain relationships also certain people certain conversations that when you connect with them you get more you, there's a different like like a uh, longevity there's a different energy that you get from that or lose from that um and a lot of that i think also has to do with what we're identifying with you know like the, the content of the conversation you know the lightness or the depth of the conversation if it's like a super heavy something or another sometimes that can be very liberating though if you have a really deep conversation with someone who fills your cup i mean fuck that is that will last a long time that will and i'll come back to it it's a very nourishing it's almost like a balance of introvert and extrovert because there's like there's an association that i make with like deep transparent intimacy with kind of filling up more of the introverted cup even though it's not me but because i'm an extrovert i can expand my me to be like there there also yeah this is a fun this is a fun topic because there's uh there's just this kind of unending examples and curiosities because there's a di there's a there's a is it a dichotomy is that, is that what it's called dichotomy it sounds like a weird word right now that's a word it's dichotomy like a, is a word it's a dichotomy i mean and there's a synergy too and do you know, do I stay extroverted my whole life? I don't know. Maybe when I get older, I'm less introverted. I mean, I'm less extroverted. Maybe when you start growing a gap. I don't know. You're such a great, but you're a Gemini. I, I don't, I'm trying to think if I know any introverted Geminis. And you're so good at it as well. Like, because you are really, you, you do give a lot. I see people growing and getting so much value from their interactions so natural for you i like to be natural you did ask me like what's <laughs> <laughs> um you asked one that you gave me like three questions and one was like how to i'm paraphrasing but it was like how to honor the introvert when i'm with humans and one thing that i've learned learning now is to touch my like physical touch like when i'm in a, when i'm in a situation and there are a lot of people and i also know like this is where i'm meant to be i'm not gonna like make an escape which i used to do quite a lot just like ru run out just leave no buys no buys no no never goodbye i also feel like goodbyes like just to, as long as we're you brought it up but i feel like to say goodbye offer goodbyes when a party or a gathering is in full flow is very selfish. It's like to take the energy out to draw attention to the fact that I'm going elsewhere. I'd rather just slip out surreptitiously so that I don't disrupt the momentum of the togetherness. I like to just go to the host and thank them. And then I'll go. I don't have to say bye to everyone. Yeah, I track where the host is. And if they're really in it, then I don't want to lend like a, oh, this is on the, the, the wane energy so, to it. 
I the will... perfect time for a, for a little Danny Katz, uh, like a something Danny note card, where you just like make a little That's note and idea. then you leave it with the to find later so that you did take the care to address it. Because that's the the risk in that is leaving and being like, oh, they just fucking left. Like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I invited them here. So there there needs to be, it, not yeah. needs to be, but it's beneficial. Right, right. It's, uh, yeah, it's good to be attuned to those things. But yeah, if, when, I, when I can just touch myself and hold myself, it can sort of help me endure <laughs> a social situation. I mean, it's amazing because the endurance, the in, endurance, you got, like you gotta store up your credits, and then when you go out, it's not about depleting all of your credits, right? I mean, you have to be really mindful of that as an as an introvert because you're not like saving up all of your introvert credits to go out into a social event and then just splooge the whole thing out and then have to start over. There's like a nice balance where you're like. I'm deeply nourished. I'm going out to like touch in on my social engagements. I'm going to go back and deeply nourish again. I'm going to have this nice, strong jing, you know, deep depth that I need to like really nourish. Right. Cause it's otherwise, you know, there's an extremes thing. Yeah. I feel like if we let it go too, if we do either too far, it's, it's just not sustainable. So we're really looking for that awesome conscious balance. Yes, conscious awesome about balance. about being aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, it's so funny. I, uh, I have a gift for you. I'm so excited for you to get it. I'm so excited to get it. Thank you. I'm so excited for you to do it. It's happening. It's, it's close. all it's close. happening. Well, is there anything else we want to touch in on on the introvert, extrovert, vacuum, racism conversation? <laughs> in the vacuum of the introvert, extrovert, only racism can be discussed when we're all equally weaponized with our language. Ba-da-bomb. Yeah. I will say that I, I wanted to, uh, I did want to talk about where the future comes from. That's what I wanted to talk about this morning, but I realized that that was a little bit too out there. And I want to give kudos to the dynamic, dynamic was actually what I was looking for, the dynamic balance of introvert and extrovert that have created this here now, right? Like somehow we have coexisted the introverts and the extroverts and the spectrum of that have coexisted to create this planetary experience where we can get both of those experiences met. There's realities where that would not be possible, where we're like only introverted experiences. We're like, we're all in solitary-ish confinement. Like we only, and then there's other things where like you wouldn't have any space at all and you just have to be around people all the time. But I want to give us kudos for having that, like the freedom to, to really explore what our personal that's where freedom and liberty that's like where there's a lot of value in that for your natural home base vibe just pushing that out there i like that i don't feel pushed upon at all i felt like it was an offering good it was it is is everything going okay on your phone you're not getting your i feel like there are exciting things happening Something that's down into no, the No, I just, right. I wanted to see when it's coming. <laughs> I thought maybe you were going to be getting it today. And I was like, maybe it's going to get knocked on the door, but you, it's getting shipped to like your PO box. This is not going to happen. I wanted, I wanted some like excitement to happen. It's not coming to the 29th now. Well, maybe I can fold time. Like where does the future come from? It comes from me blinking five times and now it's here. It's a more lubricated future now that you blinked five times. <laughs> Okay, I, 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 before I get to, uh, we're going to go in my externally extroverted tendrils. We'll bring it in. We're bringing it in. Let's take a deep breath since that's what we like to do in these episodes. <sighs> May we all find that perfect balance on the spectrum of 
introvert and extrovert, wherever you may exist today, this is part of the self-knowing journey, which is part of the conscious awesome experience, which is what we're here to talk about, explore, play with, and most importantly, embody. Thank you, Conscious Awesome. Thank you, Justin. Just to tag on to that, to also not get too hung up on these, I'm an, I'm an introvert, yes. I'm an extrovert, so that we have permission to be an extrovert when we feel like being an extrovert and be an introvert when we feel like it and know that it can shift in any moment. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to give it a like to share it with your nearest and dearest. And remember to subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss a single episode of your very favorite podcast, Word Up with Danny Katz. We'll see you soon, tribe.